Are you recording? What's up, guys? It's your boy Dorian here, back at it again with another GOC podcast. I know we've been on a quick hiatus, but that's just because we've been working on some stuff. We brought on a bunch of new team members. We're just gearing up for a big 2008 launch. We have a bunch of podcasts already lined up, so that's what we've been doing, just taking a little short hiatus just so we can make sure we're going to be dropping fresh content uh, for you guys in 2018. But before we get started, I got my boy Avram back on the podcast with me again. Say what's up, Avram. What's up, guys? It's uh, Avram. You might have remembered me from Jedi of Color, and I'm going to count this as a Jedi of Color, whether Thorian wants to admit it or not. Bro, I guess we can count this one as a Jedi of Color, but I know the other Geeks of Color members are going to be a little salty because they haven't seen the movie yet, and I know they've been dying to be on this, hey. but we'll get them on another podcast later. need to do a, a spoiler-filled one. Yeah, full, full discussion because I know y'all have a lot to say about this. I don't know how long this uh, this podcast is going to be, but it's just going to be a, a spoiler-free review, give you our general thoughts about The Last Jedi, Star Wars The Last Jedi. We got to see it early. We got to see it um, this Monday. Thank you, Disney, for inviting Geeks of Color out to to watch it and and review it so shout out to them but we're going to talk about it a lot not really going to dive into any spoilers because we legally can we're not about to get sued by disney and we don't want to ruin it for you guys so we're just going to give our general thoughts and then we're going to go through each of the characters all the cast um all the the important cast in the movie and then from there we ask you guys on twitter to give us a few questions so we'll answer some of you guys' questions to wrap it up and then we'll get you guys out of here uh i was about to say does that sound good but y'all can't really respond not yet, but one day. Sounds good to me. I wasn't asking you, fam. But yeah, so we saw we saw the Last Jedi, bro. And uh, Abram, I know you're a bigger fan of uh, Star Wars than me, so just give me your like your first like if you had to describe it in one one word, what would it be? Um, can I use two words? I guess. All right. Um, childhood imagination. Oh, that's what it, that's what the movie was for me. It really brought back like memories of being a kid and being in love with Star Wars, but like those memories of like playing with my lightsaber and making my own story, making my own new Luke Skywalker story after, um, you know, Return of the Jedi. Um, so that that's that's the best way for me to put it, in, and I loved it just for that. I feel you. If I had to describe it in one word, of course I'm gonna say lit. Um, but I don't know, man. Like yeah. that was. Just from start to finish, I just had a big ass smile on my face. No, I not from start to finish. I didn't have a smile on my face. It was an emotional roller coaster, for being honest. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. some of you guys know that I haven't. I've, I started watching Star Wars um, <clears throat> back in 2015, I believe, like right before the Force Awakens came out. I know I was yep. late to the party. I'm sorry. I, I tried for months to get Dorian to watch Star Wars, and he kept saying, "Nah, that shit's too old school for me." He's like, "I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna like it." I'm like, "Dude, trust me." You will like them. Like the fourth week is gonna be big. You want to. You're gonna want to be part of like that celebration, bro. And and, I, and I mean, you were right. I, I apologize. I was late to get on the Star Wars hype train, but I watched the original movies. I was a fan. I got on the hype train, and then I watched the Force Awakens, and I loved that movie. So yes, I was late to the. I was late to the party, but you know, you it's you're supposed to be late to the party. Like once you get to the party, that's when it's already lit, and that's when things are already in motion. So I got in right at the right time. The party was just about to hit its peak, and now we're here. So. Yeah. Force Awakens was a time to join the party. Yeah, exactly. Like that was a perfect opportunity. Coming from the Force Awakens to this movie, it, I I just I'm speechless right now, bro. It was, it was yeah. amazing. So we'll start from the beginning. So like we said, this movie really just comes like right 
after The Force Awakens. It feels like it's picking up right where The Force Awakens left off. If I was you, I would advise you guys to, the night before, watch The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens because yeah. if you watch The Force Awakens going into this movie, it'll just feel like a long, yeah. it, like it just can, it'll just feel like a continuous story. And I think Ryan did a good job of taking the elements of what J.J. Abrams brought to The Force Awakens and what made it special and, and just like amplifying those like things to tenfold and just bringing everything to the forefront in this movie. J.J. Abrams set him up an alley-oop and Ryan just like went in with the he 360 dunk and like got like a 10, 10, 10 across the, the boards. J.J. Abrams introduced us to these characters. We got to know them a little bit, but like by the time by the time the uh, the Force Awakens finished, I felt like I was I had a good sense of who these characters were and what they were. were. Yeah, going. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, then, he basically gave Ryan like here, here, here he, are these characters. Yeah, you can take them in the direction you want. It's really, up to you. He really did a good job of setting these characters up. It didn't feel different. Like you know, usually sometimes when directors take on characters or take a uh, our inherited smooth, characters. A smooth transition between yeah. two movies. Like, like you would believe that it would be Ryan it, it and JJ JJ talked about this maybe or something like, like that. a long time. Yeah, they yeah. had they they were involved together. Or something. Yeah, like you would think. You would think that, but that but they're not. Like, I don't think I don't think JJ Abrams really gave Ryan too much advice at all on these characters. Because to me, what this movie, what I, one of the things that I love the most about it is that it felt very creatively free for Ryan Johnson, which is a big thing to say for a movie this huge. Yeah, with Star Wars, you know, you know, you know, they could go, they could have gone safe, but Ryan really does. Like my first tweet was that Ryan Johnson just like unleashes himself. With it's going to be interesting to see how. Um, I know this isn't. We're not. We don't have to worry about this for another two years or so. But it's going to be interesting to see how JJ takes back the the like the his characters and see where he takes the where he how takes he, it how too. he finishes this trilogy and wraps it up. Yeah, and he's already said that like. I'm not going to repeat what I did with The Force Awakens where it worked a lot of it in paralleled A New Hope. He wants to take it in a new direction as well. So now we're going to get to see what the J.J. Abrams version of what Ryan Johnson did to this one. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because, you know, like he has the job of trying to get old Star Wars fans into this franchise Back. while introducing yeah. it to a whole new generation. So he did, And a I, lot of I, bitter fans, too. A lot I, of bitter fans were mad about the, the other movies that came out after the original. So... He had to gain that faith back too, and I think that's why he stuck so hard to the originals. You can't please everybody, but I think he did a good job of of, of hitting all the the generations. All the marks, yeah, yeah, all the marks. Even though my yeah, happen. we got our new our new pathways, and we still got to honor the old, which is what this one did as well. And bes- and besides, like the story itself, just the the cinematography of the movie. Cinematographer was Steven Yedlin. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Apparently, he's on like all Ryan Johnson's movies, so I should have known his name before. But this guy was great on the Last Jedi. Hell yeah, he was. Some of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen in any Star Wars movie. My, maybe even just a, a movie alone. Before I thought Rogue One was the best vi- uh, Star Wars movie visually. I thought it had the best, and I. Up until, as of now, I guess for everybody else in the world, that's probably mostly true, but it's I think it should hands down go down to The Last Jedi. Because there was a lot of familiar visual like cues that we know from Star Wars. There was I think there was a lot more new like images. Yeah, like spe- new ways new, to express oh, I was about to, Star Wars. Yeah, I was about to talk about some scenes, but we can't talk about spoilers. Yeah. But just some of the places that we went, we've never seen before, and so yes. it was just it was just eye opening, just visually stunning because you're we've been in this galaxy for years now, but we're it's, it's forty years. It's like a, a it's a galaxy, so there's always new things they can explore, and so we yeah. we're seeing new things that we've never seen before and it was just visually breathtaking just to see the the colors and the the buildings the and new all ideas the too yeah. like 
for example, uh, this isn't a spoiler because we're not going to say what, but there are new ideas expressed with the Force that we haven't seen before, which mm. I think even adds more of like a mythical aspect to it because we don't know the limitations of it. We never did. We always assume we know what the Force is because we've had, you know, seven movies now to think about what the Force can and can't do. But again, there was like visual storytelling and like using the Force in new ways that we haven't seen before. And another thing I want to praise Ryan on real quick is just for the his comedy in this movie. Just overall, you wouldn't think in this movie in particular, like The Last Jedi, we it's such high stakes going on. It's kind of like a war movie. Everybody's on the line trying to do what they got to do. And you wouldn't expect like a comedy, like comedy to be layered throughout it so well. But yeah. it was like just the jokes landed really well. The comedic timing across the board from all the characters, it felt right. And, and not every character was making jokes. Like if it was within their character to make a joke, then they made a joke at the right moment. To me, it felt like Star Wars comedy in that there are heavy things that are being dealt with in these movies. Like it's inter an intergalactic war, mm -hmm. but there were always those funny, goofy moments in star Wars. And Ryan did that in the star Wars way, which was great. Something that I liked um, that Ryan Johnson did with this one was he was very inventive with the fight choreography, which was like something that a lot of people from that hated the prequels, like would, would diss it on like, Hey, this is way too choreographed. Like, it felt too this, routine. This, like, you could tell yeah. they were counting their steps and stuff. Yeah, and in this one, obviously, there was a lot of thought put into the choreography, Hell but it, yes. it didn't feel over the top. It felt over the top in like that Star Wars imagination way. Yeah, but bro. it I like fit, and it was badass. And like, new things are being shown, uh, new ideas. It's like, like I said, it's like that kid version of yourself, like doing just a bunch of badass shit with your toy lightsaber. Like you talking about it right now, just making me remember it. Just putting a big ass smile on my face. Just look, yep. I cannot believe the action scene in this movie, dude. The the especially with the lightsaber, just, just like how, bro? What did they just do? How did they do that? Why haven't I seen this before? How sweet, yeah. man. I wish we could talk spoilers because yeah. there are some badass. When I tell you badass scenes, like. Bat top. What would you say? Like top one of the top. I can't. I don't know. Oh, there's definitely right. top Star Wars moments in yeah. there. Like moments like, dude. Like Ryan Johnson knows how much we look up to Luke Skywalker and we look up to um, General Leia. How much potential there is in Rey and Kylo, and he gives them each like their own glory moment. What was different this time too? Um, was Ryan Johnson, like he says, like there's a lot of stuff about the prequels that I know a lot of people hate mm -hmm. that I like. And I think one of those things was being inventive with the fighting. Um, and like I said, he made it not as over the top as that, but he made it really badass to look at. Bro, my boy Abram's about to be directing the next trilogy. Ryan, give me number three on your trilogy. You got it, book. fam. You, Ryan, you handle number one. You give number two to somebody like, I don't know, Ava DuVernay. I'll handle number two. No, no, give it to uh, Taika, Taika, and then you handle three. Taika Waititi? Yeah. Huh. I want to see him do a spinoff. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll see that better. Him doing a spinoff, and then you you, yeah, yeah. you get the truth. Okay. All right. He should have done Han Solo low-key, but High we won't key. get into that. Into That's that another story. Right? Until that, yeah. yeah. Let's get on to the characters of, uh, of Star Wars, because we care about the most, I think. Yeah, the characters are the, the heart of the movie, pretty much. Yes. When Force Awakens came out, I said, this has the best... Star Wars performances in terms of acting. Mm -hmm. But now I do think it goes to this one. Yeah, let's just start with Andy Serkis' character, Supreme Leader Snoke. We really can't talk too much about him because anything involving him really is a spoiler. So 
yeah. we, we'll just say like Andy, of course, was great. He's always great, and what when, when he's he's uh, the king of CGI yeah, acting. Yeah, so like. I we expected nothing but greatness from him, and he brought it to the table, of course. But we can't really, yeah. we're not going to really touch on his character. Let but. me let me say this, and this is for the movie overall. Do not go into this movie with your own expectations like set already, or your own desires that you absolutely want to see because i know there's a lot of you that have your own snoke theories your own ray theories especially involving her parentage what luke skywalker is gonna do what kylo ren's gonna do just go in and experience ryan johnson's vision a lot of fans especially with star wars struggle with wanting to see their vision and getting really angry when they don't get what they had in mind as a filmmaker but this is ryan's movie and i think people should really give him the opportunity to tell what he wanted to tell Mm. Drop like I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna take a snippet of that and just post it everywhere. Like just drop the mic on that one. That was beautiful, Avram. No problem, no problem. I'm here but, all day. All right, chill out with that. All right, um, that's all we got to say about Andy's character. The next character is Laura Dern's character, General Holdor. Okay, her name's not Holdor. It's Holdo. Holdo. It's Holdo. But Holdo. I'm, I know, but you can't have a character named Holdo and not be like Holdor, Holdor. You know, yeah, like if you're yeah, a Game yeah. of Thrones fan, you know what's up, dude. Uh, one side note, there, there's a lot of, like, I saw a lot of Game of Thrones actors in the background, uh, like, smaller actors, not the key actors, but, you know, Game of Thrones has a huge fucking cast. Yeah. But I, I saw that, I saw them in the background a lot as, like, uh, members of the First Order. Yeah, it was basically First Order. True. Yeah, that was just a side note. We can't really talk about too much either with her character. I will say it was nice seeing another strong uh, female lead. I, that's one thing they talked about at the press conference is that the women in this movie, that they they are strong and matter. They're fearless. Yeah, they're, they, they carry themselves in a way like without having to be too over the top or anything like that. They're just women and yeah. they're acting and they're being strong like how they are n- normally. So I was just going to say that they're all like general leaders or like military leaders. Yeah. Like, they're rank, they're high up in the rank, and they make moves. Yes. I really did love Laura Dern's uh, portrayal of the character. I wasn't too familiar with the actress coming into this, but I'm a big fan now. And the way she was carrying the movie, not carrying the movie, the way she was carrying herself in the movie and taking charge and being a leader, I was like, all right, Laura, yeah. I'm down. I'm down. She carried herself because we won't say who, but you know, there, there's some shade going on in between the the leadership circle, and like she like she just owned her shit. That's that's a good way to sum it up. Speaking of powerful women, the next character, who's probably one of the most powerful women, I think, in the entire Star Wars galaxy, is Captain mm. Phasma. Captain Phasma, the real OG. Like, the only reason I'm supporting her, like her character in the movie, is just because I got to actually meet her at the Star Wars press conference this past weekend, and she was nice enough to take the time to to walk over to me, and we took a uh, I actually took a selfie with her and uh, talked to her about his color for a second. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I just want to say that just post uh just throw that out there because she, anyways she didn't, she didn't have to not, take the time out to to say hi and yes, take a yes, picture that with was, me that was nice so thank you thank you yeah, Gwendo- but, Gwendolyn's great yeah she's the nicest person ever and the way she speaks and the way she handles herself in person too is just beautiful like i want to be her when i grow up but uh yeah captain phasma she she was kind of a letdown honestly in the force awakens i think jj he he did the exact issue that i have with boba fett is just that he just looks cool, but he didn't have a character. With no context to it. Yeah, he was just there. He didn't even have any action, really, mm-hmm. in his first appearance. Um, same thing with Captain Phasma, but here, no, she does have action. Yeah, she, and she do does see get some her action. finally as the military leader that like we have heard she is. And I know in the trailer, there's like a clip, like a, a small glimpse of um her. You you see her fighting Finn, so that's not really a spoiler. 
but you oh, see yeah. them you, you do see them fighting so she does have some badass moments in this movie and it's also badass just for finn to face her because of that like you know he used to work for her yeah kind of it's like coming full circle uh so the next character is a new character as well just like general holdo it's uh benicio del toro's dj dj what did, what did you think of, of dj he he was another not as big character but I, I i thought his character was pretty cool he definitely served he definitely served he like, did serve his purpose he was original that's for sure but like he did he leave as one of my favorite characters no mm, yeah yeah i do want to throw out something that cut threw me off maybe it won't throw everybody off if i if i give you a warning i'm not sure why they did this i don't think it was in terms of like like for purposes of representation but i think he has like some kind of stutter no yeah or was, i don't know why or, they did that or like sometimes he would randomly pronounce words like really weird I, i'm not sure whose choice that was or, or what it didn't make the movie worse for me but it did make you kind of like look sideways at him yeah, a little just bit like what, think, it made you what's think going about on it. maybe that was a reason they did that just so it was distracting it, yeah like, like what's going on with his character why is he doing this because it's not explained or anything speaking of dj's character one of the characters that we see him interacting with is um newcomer uh, also another newcomer kelly marie tran's character rose before we talk about rose's character in the movie i just want to say shout out to kelly marie tran for also taking the time to speak to me at the the press conference um i got a picture with her too it was just beautiful to see her her reaction to when she was on the the last jedi red carpet premiere just seeing her emotional just being vulnerable like that just in her moment just because she's yeah. too she's so happy that she's there it was just yeah. beautiful to see and it was it's just imagine for just for us that was beautiful but all these little girls all these little asian girls seeing finally seeing representation of them, themselves in space like that and seeing yep. a badass character like that it's just incredible so i'm really i'm really excited about her character and and she was one of the breakout characters of this movie and she wasn't sidelined which i, I was know worried she, she wasn't would be. sidelined bro that's like and, and you go into these movies and i hate to say it's like you go into these movies thinking expecting, expecting, this. expecting them to be silent like a good example was katana from suicide squad like you you go in yeah. like, oh, all right, okay, badass. Like she's gonna make moves, and then sidelined in in the actual movie. Not even speaking English. Not e- yeah. yeah. And then you go to Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm not gonna lie, I was pleasantly surprised with how much more screen time Mantis got, like how much of a role she got. But I would still like to see her get a little bit more screen time and and treat yeah, a little yeah. bit more like like a real like badass character. Like that, yeah. she she deserved to be, but we finally got to when we get to Rose's character wasn't she has like she's not sidelined, yeah, not sidelined at all in my opinion, and she actually she's important to the overall story. She makes moves in this movie. What I liked about Rose is she supplied something that I think is very crucial to Star Wars um, that a lot of people might not consider enough. I know there are a lot of people who think about it a lot in terms of Star Wars, but yeah, um, not only that, I think she had almost as equal screen time. As Finn, who is one of the you know the new trio. The main, yeah, I I I'd say I agree. Yeah, just seeing them two on the screen together, kicking ass or doing what they need to do, I was just like, all right, damn, Star Wars, we're we're finally becoming more progressive in this galaxy. We're finally getting more representation, more diversity because it was for a cool minute. It was just like, damn, these two are just by themselves. Like, there's no white people or anything like that in this scene. It's just them two in space doing what they got to do. So that was pretty badass. But yeah, that overall really impressed with rose's character she was one of the the breakout characters of the movie in my opinion and and i hope kelly marie tran has future roles in the star wars galaxy and also just in hollywood in general because she deserves all the roles and she i'm i'm really excited for the future of her career speaking of uh, uh people of color representation we got our boy poe 
Poe in the building. I'll let you talk about Poe first. How did you? What did you think about Poe in this movie, Abram? Okay, first I want to start off with like I love Poe, but I love Poe only because he's Oscar Isaac because he didn't do much in Force Awakens. Like I got a taste of Poe. Apparently he was supposed to die in that one originally, but they decided to keep him. Oh yeah. This one, he has his own character arc and he's badass and he's cool and he's Oscar Isaac. Like he's he's fucking hot. Like he's cool to look at. He's sick. Like. He just does his thing. Um, Tell me how po, you really po feel, is great. Abram. I love Poe. Like Poe po is great in this movie, and I'm I'm glad that they really developed his character this time because that was something that was a little bit disappointing about Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, him. Yeah, him being gone for like 75 percent of the movie was bogus. But like you said, he was originally supposed to die, and then he. Um, I remember. I remember we read that he he was originally supposed to die, but then he was uh, he told them then he didn't want to do the role because he was he didn't want to just be like a a one off character. And I feel you yeah. for that pose. So thank you for stepping up, speaking up, because now you now you're main character, now you're main player. And he, yeah, like you said, um, they really fleshed his character out in this one because we just got a taste of who he is, but we really saw who he was. We got to see why he is the the main pilot, why he thinks he's a yeah. shit, why because he is a shit. But I mean, like we get to see the the reasoning behind that. And him, uh, and him and Carrie, him and the scenes he shares. They have with a Carrie, great dynamic. Yeah, they like they, they have those are probably my favorite scenes of of uh, poe in this movie is when he shared uh the screen with um leia i really yeah. enjoyed their their relationship in this movie definitely um and what i like about poe too is like like you said we do learn about why he not why the way he is but who he is and like in force awakens the very first thing that we read about him is leia sends her most fearless pilot poe dameron to go retrieve the map or something like that about luke skywalker and like Right here, the movie, like, in his first scene, proves that he is Leia's most uh, fearless pilot. True. True. And and it's a badass scene, guys. Like I said, it again. It is a badass scene. It's All... Star Wars glory that you imagined as a kid. It is. It is. It is a badass scene. And, and that's really all, like... That's really all we can touch on with Poe. There's a lot. There's I know in the the spoiler filled podcast, my boy Abram's going to really dive into Poe's character. But that's all we can really talk about with Poe right now. We got Poe. All right, we, we got his we, best friend Finn got it, too. Yeah, we got his best friend, your boy Finn. Boy, he recruited into uh, the resistance. How how'd you feel about about Finn? Going into this, I was like, mm, is our like how big of a role is he going to have in this movie? Because I know, I know, at the end of the Force Awakens, he gets um gets he gets hurt pretty bad. The fuck bad. out. He, he does get knocked the fuck out. Abram, we gotta yeah. quit cussing as much. I'm gonna put some bleeps behind these. Okay. No, I'm not. But um, yeah, he gets knocked All out. Right. So I was like, mm, I don't want him to to pull a Justice League and him be out for the half of the movie, and then he show up out of nowhere and like, what's up? So I'm glad. Justice League spoiler. Bro, that movie's been off for like a year now. Hey, <laughs> been like three weeks, but okay, yeah. But I'm I'm glad that. He he gets a lot of screen time, like Abram said. He gets the same amount of screen time, if not a little bit more than Rose, and they get to do their own thing. And, Which is a lot. And yeah, it is a lot. So I'm not just saying that, but it is a lot of screen time. Yeah. So I know one of the concerns for a lot of Finn fans were like, "I don't want him. To, I don't want him to be sidelined. I want him to get some love." But yeah. I can assure you guys that Finn gets his justice. He kicks some ass. He does what he has to do. Yeah, what I liked about Finn is in The Force Awakens that like. He started out as somebody not knowing, like, purpose for the mm-hmm. world. But by the end, he's a full-fledged, like, I'm in the resistance. Like, this is where I belong. And that re- that's really reflected in this movie. Um, and I like how grown he feels. And it hasn't been that long from The Force Awakens. Uh, but he does feel like this guy has 
kind of aged up a bit. And yeah, and it makes and it feels like it makes an sense important though, role. Though. Yeah, like it just didn't happen out of nowhere. Like you feel like you you watched him grow up a little bit. Even yeah, though... he has that that hero like resolve to him that that we love out of heroes. Like he just he's just there to do the good thing and the good thing only. That's a good way to put it for sure, for sure. But yeah, John Boyega's got his uh, Pacific Rim sequel movie coming out next year, so we got to support that as well. But we're going through this character list pretty well. So the next person on the list is Daisy Ridley, aka Ray. So what did you think about Ray, Abram? I'll let you go first this time. Um, Ray is great. She's you know Daisy Ridley really owns the character, and again, like in Force Awakens with John Boyega, um, with his Finn, like he didn't know who he was, and that's kind of the same. Um, you know, dilemma that, that, that Ray had. She she wants to find out why the universe is she's so important, you know, with, with these force powers that she's gaining. She wants out herself and she, she's just that that's her quest and I think it's an extension of her same quest in Force Awakens. Yeah. But it, it, in a more uh, I don't I wanna say like I don't want to say deeper way. No, but I, would, more... I, I mean, I think you're on the right track. What I was thinking is we, we met her and she was like, um, I remember at the press conference, she was saying Ray was just looking for a family, looking for people that she could show affection yeah. to and whatnot. And so we get that and we she gets John. I mean, she gets Finn. She gets Han. And then we kind of see the aftermath of like how it affects how Han's death affects her and how Definitely. she's still trying to she's still trying to find that family and we and it's not a spoiler like her her talking with Luke so we see her trying to find the same thing she was uh, looking for in Han in Luke so it's just her, her just looking for family looking for somebody like hey I need like, everybody for her needs, place yeah she needs everybody yeah. needs like support and everybody needs a backbone like a person they can go to and Ray's growing up her whole life not having anybody so you get she's thrown very into, vulnerable that yeah, way you get thrown into like all this shit and then you find out like you have powers and you can move lightsabers and stuff like that's a lot to throw on a girl and so she's just looking for somebody to be like hey what the hell am I supposed to do and so seeing her seeing her character just go through that story it's like a, a whole story within itself seeing her character just grow through all of that yeah. you're like damn ray's been going through some shit but i think she's a relatable in in that weird way that we all want to find out who we are who you know we love the most who's gonna love us the most back um so i think that's that that's what makes her a good protagonist that everybody feels lost at this point and at one point or another you're gonna feel the same way as in what's what's my purpose um so i like Ryan Johnson's kind of, I think the word I was looking for earlier was like meditative. Like it's a meditative exploration of Ray. Even though she's dealing with all this emotional stuff, she's, that doesn't like stop her from being a badass. Like we get to see her and we get to see that untapped potential that we've all been thinking was going on in The Force Awakens. So we get to see that like unleashed a little bit more in this movie. And you're like, damn, Ray is pretty goddamn strong and she's badass. And we already knew that, but just seeing that explored a lot more in this movie is fun to watch. I'm excited to see where she goes because I'm not, I think there's a lot of room for where DJ Abrams could take her in episode, in episode nine. Yeah, you never know. Like we'll talk about more of it. We'll, we'll talk about more of that and what we think is going to happen in the spoilers. But next character, or do you have anything else to say about Ray? Anything else to say about Ray? That rhyme. But I'm not a rapper. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right, well then we gotta move on to the goat, the father, the master of the. All right, Jedi. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. We're gonna talk about Luke Skywalker and Mark Hamill. I don't want to hear nothing anymore about you meeting him. Bro, okay, well I gotta talk about. I, of course, I'm gonna talk about me meeting him in this. Uh, all right, in this all time. right. Let me, I'm gonna I'm, turn off. I'm. I'll turn off my mic then real quick. Okay, Hurry turn up, off your ahead. mic. All right. Go ahead. Okay, so. 
Okay, so I know I talked about some of the uh, the other Star Wars cast I met earlier, but Abram really did put turn off his mic. But uh, I finally met the legendary Mark Hamill. Oh my God! Like I was just sitting there in uh, in the hotel, just chilling, working on press stuff, and then he walks past, and I literally said, "Oh shit, it's Mark!" And then he looks over, and I'm like, "Oh Mark, what? Well, I don't know what to do." And then uh, we, uh, I asked if I could take a picture real quick while he's wa- walking to another interview, and then we take the picture, and then he um he said, "I usually don't take pictures with uh, guys as handsome as you, but I have to make an exception." And I was like, "Damn, Mark." The goat, he really just acknowledged me. And the picture came out high quality, too, because when I usually take selfies with people, they come out not the best. But this was the most oh, high. Enough. I'm sorry. I'm. It's Mark. You be talking about I, this for like 10 minutes if I you talk, met Mark. But it means a lot more to me. No, it doesn't. But yes, anyway. You know it does. Okay. And then and then uh, take the picture. And then he comes back later on and he's like what where do you want what do you do and i told him about geeks of color and then he's like well that sounds like it's for me and then that same day he follows us on twitter and he quotes us and he says i have a bright smile so it's motherfucking lit but that's all i really had to say about that so now let's talk about luke's character in the movie abram you can come back on now i don't know you fucking talked about my hero like like he's your hero he is my hero bro you can oh no, he's not anyway all right. anyways um dude luke skywalker I think I think he was perfect in this movie. Uh, I think a lot of people were concerned about how like the trailers really show that he's a broken man. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to see their hero broken. But I think it was a smart decision by Ryan to deconstruct Luke Skywalker um, in order to tell this story. And like I said, you still get these moments of where Ryan's showing you why we love Luke Skywalker, why we look at him as this all iconic, you know, hero especially for for us as kids um and he treated him with respect not only that i've got to be honest mark hamill has grown a lot as an actor since return of the jedi since a new hope especially um and it was really great to see mark hamill flex his acting wings in a way that i don't think we've seen at all um in a movie from him before so it's great that i think his best performance is now in the star wars movie you know 40 years after the original. Man, he was so badass, bro. It was just really interesting to see Luke as a broken character because when I've seen him, we've seen him like 40 years ago. I mean, I haven't seen him 40 years ago, but when I watched it, it was 40. You know what I mean? So seeing him now, it was just it was just interesting and it was a refreshing way to, to introduce reintroduce a character again because it's like we've seen him at his best and we've seen him kick ass and shit, but now he's really at his worst and he's broken because of what happened with Kylo Ren. I think... Through Luke's character, Ryan teaches a really important lesson that needs to be seen, especially because of the way that we looked at Luke Skywalker as a kid. If that I'll makes tell sense, you guys. After. It'll make sense. You'll know the scene I'm talking about. Like, it's part of a conversation that happens. Uh, you know, very important one to the movie. But yeah, overall, Luke, badass. Um, Ryan did a good job of proving why Luke is the Master Jedi. That's not a spoiler, but... Luke did a damn thing, and and it was incredible to see. So when you do see him in action, you'll be like, uh, you'll just be astonished because that's how I felt. Just yeah. I, And I remember I looked over at Avery and we both looked at each other. Like, we looked at each other a bunch of times throughout the movie. just like, did that just happen? Did that, we had to look at each other just to make sure, reassure each other, yes, that really just happened. Uh-huh. So there were a lot of those moments in there. Like, if you go with your friends, you and your friends are going to be like, oh, shit, oh, no, my God. Like, Yeah, dude. 
I think there's a lot of moments that I remember you to just fucking clap as loud as you can. Like, it even does, like, no dialogue so that it, you know, you can clap. So, like, when you, you know, the first time you guys watch it, go nuts. Yeah, when, yeah, if you think there's a moment you need to clap, then clap. Because there are, there, the whole movie, you, you can just clap throughout because it's just incredible from start to finish. And last but not least, we have Carrie Fisher, the great Carrie Fisher as Leia. Abram, I know how important Star Wars is to you, and I know we're joking around in here, but, I, but I'll let you go and talk about Carrie Fisher and her role and just in general talk about anything you have to say about her. Man. Carrie Fisher, like, you know, we just lost her, so there's a lot of anticipation to see what she brings to the role that Ryan Johnson brought to the character. And I think Ryan really does think the utmost of Carrie Fisher and of General Leia. Um, I think this movie captured as well, like, everything that we love about Leia. She has this nurturing, emotional side to her, but at the same time, there's that wise-cracking side of her and on top of everything she's a military leader and she's been the one consistent character from star wars that has been fighting from like the beginning and never giving up um which we can't even say about luke skywalker as you know That's that real. guy gave up for years while and Han solo like and leia stayed uh you know fighting the good fight um and when i say that like ryan johnson has some pretty incredible scenes for her You'll, you'll definitely know. Oh, and this is not a spoiler, exactly but what well, I mean, this is a little spoiler, but not really. But there's just one scene, and me and Abram, but like the whole crowd, I could just hear just like, like it's breathtaking and crying, and it and was just crying. beautiful. Like a lot of snow. Like yeah. when I tell you, this was one of the most unforgettable scenes from any movie. I will never forget. I will truly never forget one scene. I mean, I, I won't forget a lot of these scenes, but specifically with Carrie Fisher and this care and this uh, and this yeah. movie, there's just one beautiful ass scene, and I kn you guys are know going to know exactly what I'm talking about. So when you see that moment in the movie, I want you guys to come back and tweet us or maybe DM us so that you don't you don't spoil it, but just be like, that moment was beautiful. You guys are right, and I just yeah. like it was incredible. I know I was late to the party, but I always knew who Carrie Fisher was, and I always knew Mark Hamill was, and they already mentioned this in, uh, in previous interviews and stuff like that, but it was confirmed that Luke and Leia will share scenes in this movie. So when you actually do see those scenes and see them interact, it was really emotional. I know I had a couple tears coming out of my eyes. I cried. I cried a lot. Especially, pay attention particularly to, to Luke's dialogue. I, mm -hmm. I don't know. It, it was just like, he knew the exact words to say to fuck me up. Like, in the guts. Like, or in my tear ducts. Yeah, it was really emotional. But um, it was handled beautifully and, and Here's a side detail that I appreciate. Ryan Johnson said that all of her scenes are in the movie. Like, not a single scene that she filmed was cut from the movie, which is nice to know. That is nice. Um, but, yeah, Ryan did a great yeah. job of writing her character, and, and Carrie did an amazing job of bringing back Leia. So I just want to say thank you again, Ryan. But we love you, Carrie, and we know you're always with us. Um, yeah, that's really all we had to say about Leia. And that's all. That we just went through the whole character list. We went from most important, or we went from least important to most important. Of course, we had to end it with Carrie. But we asked you guys on Twitter to ask us a few questions. If they're spoilery, we really won't answer them. But if they're just general topic, or if they're just general questions about the movie, we're going to answer those real quick for you guys. And then we're going to wrap up the podcast because it's running a little long. But I mean, it's Star Wars. We have to. It it's the last Jedi. Yeah. We have at Toku Muffin ask how does the recurring actors do in this movie and has their acting skills improved from the last one uh i think i think they all get their t more 
more opportunity to shine mm-hmm. like their acting skills um than in the first one uh absolutely none of them do bad they're all great yeah all across um, the board so, yeah. i would say there isn't any bad acting they didn't they didn't get left behind which is good and one of the scary things about these movies because we have the old characters we love but we also have these new ones that we need to learn to love and like you said earlier, um, I'm just going to retouch on this, that you said Mark Mark Hamill's acting from when we last saw him in the Star Wars to now, it was, incru- it was improved dramatically. So his acting doesn't yes. it doesn't uh, at least get a lot better. But that's just because, I mean, it's been 40 years. But uh, from the previous movie, I would say, like, yeah, they, they're – I mean, I wouldn't say their acting is improved. I would say we, we're familiar with these characters. So anything they do just felt normal and felt more, like, in their character okay these are very self-realized characters yeah and so the next question um at these are some hard-ass names Uh, we have the next twitter user average username that's actual that's his actual name he asked how was williams score um it was star wars it was john williams um i'll say this i don't think this is a spoiler uh somebody did ask me on my personal twitter like does prequel music show up and not to my memory um, I don't. I don't think there might be some cues from the prequels. Okay. Because Dorian, you might not know this, but the yeah, music is a bit different. Uh, some of the music's better than the original music. Um, like the that's from the prequels. How did it go again? Do it again. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't remember prequel music, but the the score was good, and uh, like we said, like. Ryan Johnson and Steven Yedlin, they created a visually fantastic movie. Um, the music does help it in a lot of in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, for sure. Next question is at Daniel Jaden. Does it truly feel different? And are the pulls from Canon surprising? Uh, Ryan honors the original's legacy, but he does take it in new directions and directions that surprise me. And not only that, he did pull some surprising Canon that that I wasn't expecting. Um, so yeah, I, I would say if that's what you're looking for, you'll be you'll be satisfied. What I found surprising, and I mentioned a little bit earlier, was the way Ryan pulls, I think the world as world building aspects of the prequels. I think the prequels did a lot better world building than the originals. Like we saw a lot of planets like Coruscant, Naboo. Um, so I think Ryan really did take influence from that because he loved those parts. And I know as a kid, that's what I loved: all the different worlds of Star Wars, um, and the prequels have a lot of those worlds. So. In terms of exploring the universe, I think Ryan Johnson took the prequels like best pieces. So at the sad Tar DeGrad, I don't understand this name, ask, is this movie heavily focused on Rey and Kylo Ren? And do they try to pull some redemption crap with Kylo by using Rey? My final and most important question, will fans of the Finn will fans of Finn enjoy this movie? So we're not going to answer the middle one because that we're just going to do answer broad questions. Focus heavily yeah, on Ray and Kylo way. Ren. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we already kind of knew going in Ray and um, Kylo were going to be the main focus because these are uh, these are kind of the two most powerful people that have the Force right now. So we kind of just knew going in, and and from the Force Awakens, it it kind of just set that up for them being the main focus. Those two have always been, I think, like the true heart of the story from both ends like they are the light and the dark of the force um so of course they need to have their mental clash in the same way that vader and luke had their own like you know mental clash um so yeah of course it's it's going to focus on ray and kylo there and like we said we're not crucial 
we're not using the we're not answering the second question just because like we're not saying like that happens or anything. We're just not going to do any spoilers. That that that's that's part of the enjoyment finding that answer out for yourself. Yes, the last question we already touched on earlier: the does Finn uh, do will Finn fans enjoy this movie? Yes. yes, if you're a fan of Finn, you will enjoy this movie. You will love it. Finn will go down as one of the. Well, I mean, he already is one of the iconic Star Wars, but like. When we have our 40 years in the future, like Finn is going to be the Han Solo of it, in my opinion. Uh, the most important question, the last question of the night is from Gaiatha. That is not how you say her name. Gaia 3. Gaia 3? Gathria? If, if you're watching this, and you probably are because you're a Geeks Color follower, I apologize. Um, let me know how you say your at name in the comments or something. But she asked, do any porgs or ice foxes die on screen? There is an answer to your question. In the movie, and um, I think everybody will have different reactions to it. You'll you'll hear it in the theater. Yeah, that's a good answer, and we'll just end it like that. Um, well, I mean, we'll just end the questions like that, but we'll wrap it up. We can go ahead and wrap up the podcast with that. Um, we really want to dive more into the, the spoilers and stuff, guys. I know, I know you guys. I know it's killing you guys, and it's killing us too. But definitely, when the movie drops, we will have a spoiler-filled podcast, and we'll have some of the um the other Geeks of Color members on the podcast as well, so you can hear some of their thoughts because we have some diehard Star Wars Jedi, Jedi fans. Jedi of Color reunion. Jedi of Color Look. reunion finally is coming back. But overall, like we said, we really enjoyed the movie. Characters... Changing my name. What? I'm changing my name to Abram Johnson. I at name. You're doing too much now, fam. J.J. <laughs> Abrams was a good name. But yeah, guys, I think you guys are—I think you guys are going to thoroughly enjoy this movie. It's one of my, if not my, favorite Star Wars movie. I know Abram feels a different way. Oh yeah, we can end it like that. So Abram, if you had to rank the Star Wars movies, what where would this one uh, go? I can't. You can't. I can't do that right you now. You can't do it right now. I'm still like you gotta. You, I'm still processing. All right, dude. It, but it, it, it's it's good. Like it's in the upper. All right. Right now, if you no, you got to put it on. You, I'm putting you on the spot. You have to. Okay, right now there. in my in my post hype talk, which can set a difference. I'm gonna say this, and you you guys you guys know you know you guys know how much this means to me. I liked it more than The Force Awakens, which is my second, which is my second favorite Star Wars movie of all time. Um, so it, it's it's my so the, it's the last year right is my now. second is number two right now. All right, over years, it might go to number one because. I don't think I've ever had a, an experience like this watching I a know, movie. bro. I, I, oh, man. And there's so much we're going to talk about, bro. There's, like we said again, Ryan really, when, when he makes the characters shine, he really makes them shine. They have their moment, and you're just like, why you got to kill yeah. us like that, Ryan? Why you got to, why you, why you making me cry right now, fam? It's so good. Yeah. But um, that's like, like I said earlier, it's the movie of your childhood dreams. If you were a Star Wars fan as a kid. But yeah, guys, we're just going to end it on that note because where else can you go from that? We enjoyed the movie. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Like we said at the beginning, we got a lot of podcasts lined up for 2018, so don't worry about it. We went on a big hiatus just because we brought on a, a lot of new members and we wanted to make sure we got them settled in before the new year. So upcoming 2018, more podcasts coming. We're going to jump into video. We got a lot of things, a lot of content coming for you guys, so stay tuned. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Um, you probably already follow us on Twitter, on Geeks of Color Twitter, but personal Twitter is at Dorian Parks and Rec. Dorian Parks with an N and then R-E-C, Rec. Dorian Parks and Rec. So make sure to follow me. And Avram, you're changing your at, so where can they find you at? JJ Avrams underscore Avrams until further notice. 
So it's JJ underscore Abrams. To, yeah, until I figure out a way to put my name in Ryan Johnson's name. Bro, okay, and it's Avram, not Abram. Spell it out yeah, for the people at home. JJ yeah. underscore A V as in volleyball R A M S. JJ Abrams, folks, the next Star Wars director in like ten years. I'm putting okay. it out in the universe. Alright. That's what we need to do. Alright. Thanks you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Um we don't I don't think we have any other we might have a, a recap, a mid season recap for the Runaways podcast before the end of the year, but besides that we might I think our last podcast this year will just be um top we'll rank all the movies and give all give our reasons for why, but besides that that's the only podcast. Like we said, two thousand eighteen, we're dropping fire. But stay tuned, you know we'll keep you updated if we have any more podcasts dropping before the end of the year. But thank you guys for listening. And we will see you later. Stay lit. Peace up. A-Town down.